0: then. Who in this building today thinks they're part of the body of Christ? Oh, I need some of you. Okay, maybe there's a few more. Just give me an indication. I'm not expecting everybody to think they're part of the body of Christ, but I think there might be a few more. Just raise your hand if you think you're part of the body of Christ. Just let me see. Okay, only some of you still. Some of you are re, re, sort of keeping your hands down. All right. Okay, you can put your hands down now. Thank you. What do you think then, as the body of Christ, I don't think this is turned on. That's, is that better? Can you hear me now? What do you think then, as the body of Christ, you are to do? Any ideas? Sorry, say that a bit louder. Serve him at all times. Serve him at all times. Yes, definitely. Work together. Pardon? Work together. Work together. Yep. The Visit sick. the sick. Be a neighbour to, to everybody. That's a good one too. Yep, that's great. Well? It's, sorry, it's, Carry out everything that he's taught us. Yes, definitely. Sometimes do the things we don't want to do, but we know that he wants us to do. Oh, that's a cute one. I like that one. <laughs> yeah, definitely do those things sometimes that we not, might not feel like we want to do or, or want to do, but uh, we know that we're meant to be doing. Yeah. Well, that's probably enough. I'm sure there's many, many more um, ways that we can be the body of Christ uh, unfortunately, I think some people, you know, some people obviously are the feet and they do a lot of walking or travelling and they do things like that. Other people might be the hands and they're, they're doers of, of, uh, of Christ's work. You know, I, so I was, when I was thinking about this, I was thinking maybe some of them like to, and this wouldn't be any of you, of course, I understand this, might think that they're the backside and they like to sit down and do nothing. <laughs> yeah. And I thought, well, you know, look, uh, perhaps that's a bit offensive to some people But hopefully it's not Because as I look around some people in some bodies of Christ And not, as I say, I'm not talking about people or individuals here But there are many people who, as the body of Christ Don't seem to actually fulfil that body Or that, those things that we're called to do as the body And the two scriptures today link very, very well together I believe the scripture that was uh, read last, which is the scripture from Luke, which is the Luke 4 verses 14 to 18. It's Jesus announcing what He is here to do. He's here to to be, I guess, a blessing to people, to open blind eyes, you know, to set the captives free. And that's a that's we're in this uh, time period in the church called Epiphany. And that epiphany means it's a manifestation or a revelation of Christ. And so this was Christ's, the beginning of his, uh, I guess, his, uh, all of his sermons, all of his work on this planet, uh, all of the ones that are recorded anyhow. And he's out there, he's in, the, he's in the synagogue, and he's actually telling everybody, this is what I'm called to do. The Spirit of the Lord is on me because he's anointed me, to do this, 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 this and this. And now likewise, because you are the body of Christ, you are also anointed. Now that word anointed there means Christed. You have Christ's spirit inside you to be able to accomplish these things. And that's why Paul was talking about all of these different parts to the body. We don't have it all like what Jesus did. He had all of those various aspects. But we have certain things. Sometimes we have more than one. We might only have one. But we are expected to be part of that body and to accomplish something. And we've been given the spirit of God to be able to do it. Now, we might not be aware that we've got the Spirit inside us, and some of us aren't. We can go through our whole life sometimes thinking, well, I believe, but I'm not aware of the Spirit's empowerment inside me to be able to accomplish those things. Or we might even think, oh, yeah, I I suppose, you know, I like entertaining, for instance. I like having people over. But I wouldn't see that as as some sort of, uh, I guess, part of the body of Christ. I just like having people over, and I just enjoy their company. But I think sometimes we've got to take a better look at who we are and who Christ has created or who God's created us to be and those giftings that are there because those giftings are the key to what it is that we're meant to be doing for and on behalf of the body of Christ and within the body of Christ because unless we do it, we're not going to be able to or the, the body of Christ is not going to accomplish those things in the world. Let me ask you another question. Where do you think Jesus did most of his work, par Did he do it in the temple slash or the synagogue? No. He did it outside, didn't he? Out in the streets and all of the you know, various houses and people that he visited as he was wandering around from place to place. That's where the work was done. So I believe today Jesus is trying to tell us, or Christ is trying to tell us, that that's what he wants from us. As the body of Christ, it's great to come and meet in church, it's great to be here, it's great to learn, it's great to enjoy each other's company, but that's not all we are. This this is just a tiny, weeny little bit of it. But sometimes, unfortunately, we see this as the totality and that everything emanates from here or from this place. But that's really not correct if we look at it biblically because what Jesus was saying, he'd been out and he'd been preaching in all the area around Nazareth and Capernaum and all of these places and then he'd come back to his hometown and then he stood up and he said, you know, this is what's happening. So he was really just reporting what is already happening Going on. That the Spirit is at work through Him and now also through us outside those buildings. Now, we have a very awkward, I guess, situation uh, in the uniting church. In that, what we're trying to do at the moment is to educate people within the church that this is not, that the church really is the body of Christ. And that what we're wanting people and in the body of Christ to understand is to be able to not just take this group, this gathering, this time as the be-all and end-all of everything. And, put, and we're not meant to be putting all our focus necessarily into this. It's great to do a quality job and to have quality things and to look after buildings. I'm not saying don't do that. But our focus... Our focus as a church, as the Uniting Church, is not meant to be just here. We're meant to check out what it is that God has given us. What gifts has God given you today that you can take out and just be yourself? That's all you've really got to be. You might be part of a group outside, but you've still got to be yourself. Let me give you some inspiration. Um, when I was, when I was uh, researching some of this, I came across where I used to be well, was in Parramatta Presbytery before I came up here. And the Parramatta Presbytery kicked off this type of thing, oh, quite a number of years ago, trying to um, let the congregations know that that wasn't the be-all and end-all of where they were at. Oops, I'm going to need my glasses. And to do that, they they did numbers of things. One of the things was that as a presbytery, they they actually hired a fellow called Chris McAlpine, a friend of mine, who was then the community development person in the whole of the Parramatta Nepean Presbytery. And he assisted alongside all of the ministers, the, the congregations, to be able to, I guess, develop their thinking along these lines. And part of what he did was to put together, I guess, a a booklet that's called Our Stories, Our Mission. You might be able to see that and you might not, but it doesn't really matter whether you can see it or not. But this was the booklet that that he put together. And what it was, it began by talking to people within congregations and asking them, what are you doing? So that this then could be not not just a record, Oh, where people could go, oh, wow, aren't we fantastic? But an inspiration to other people because other people then might have been able to see, well, we could do that or we could do something similar to that. So let me just sort of run through some of these things that I've tagged here. I won't, I won't spend too much time on them. I did bend the pages back, so I've got to be able to find them now. Okay. One of them here is... A singing party at Arunga aged care facility. Now I know that we do uh, the aged care facilities here, but this is something slightly different. It says here to give some happiness to the Arunga residents where a member of our congregation now lives, and this project is held held rather at Arunga Ermington on the first Tuesday of each month. Now, what they did—it started with someone who had a birthday. that was was part of the congregation that was now living in the aged care facility. And a group of them thought, let's go and sing happy birthday to to, um, this lovely, lovely lady who um, now can't always get to the services. So they went along. What started to happen was some of the staff there joined in because they started singing happy birthday to her and they thought, oh, we'll sing a few more songs while we're there and she can join in as well. What happened was The other people that were part of that uh, facility joined in, plus the workers, plus all these people, and it became an ongoing thing. And it was like this party that continued. And what they were singing, of course, were all sorts of different songs. They weren't just Christian songs. They were some hymns maybe and some other things that people knew, but some maybe pop songs and all sorts of different things. And then they'd ended off with a bit of a few nibbles. And a coffee and a tea, and they'd bring those along as well. And, and, and basically, it was a party. And this developed into a party. But it was, if, you, if you're listening to what I'm saying here, it wasn't just congregation members. What happened was it was touching the other people in that facility with God's love and God's joy. We've sung, you know, um, "Ode to Joy," you know, with God's love and God's joy and God's caring. You know, it was rubbing off. Same sort of stuff as what Jesus did—going to people's places, to parties. He'd go and party with people. So that's just one of the things. Here's another one. Let me just get to some of the others. Keystone Kids: A Pupil Free Day program. OK, this was, people noticed that working mums on pupil-free day couldn't look after their kids and they'd have to take time off work, so they thought, wow, what a great opportunity. They thought, we could do a pupil-free day and have some fun, and we could invite a whole lot of kids around to just enjoy the day. And so this became then an ongoing thing, so the community, not just the people in the church, again, the people in the community got involved with what was going on so great just simple little ideas and it's just one of those things that continued from there on in what else have we got here Let me skip that one. I don't want to take too much time. Ah, Silver Circle, here we go. The aim here is to provide a time of fellowship for seniors in our congregation and the wider community. And this project project is held on the first Wednesday morning of each month at Wentworthville Uniting Church. Ah, okay, do you know this particular... Do you know the particular program? You do. Oh, you could probably get up and tell it much better than I could then. <laughs> oh, it's great. I think this is great too. Okay, so it's, um, it's it just says here, it's only 8.30 on a cold winter Wednesday and in the Celebration Hall at Wentworth Uniting... But things are already hotting up. Volunteers arrive to the aroma of simmering soup and don disposable gloves, ready to prepare scores of sandwiches or to plate up delicious homemade slices and pie clots. It's By 9.30, our senior citizens are arriving. and They're collected from home or hostel by car um, or our new church minibus. And the hall is ready. Tables are set with pretty, you know, flowers and all of these sorts of stu- stuff. Morning tea then um, is provided, they have devotions, they sing, they have entertainment, they do um, all of this, they even have dances it looks like here um, on occasions, Um, they do all sorts of stuff. So the Silver Circle provides a time of fellowship and opportunity for folk to connect with old friends and make new ones. And so that's, again, touching the community. Look, I'll leave this now because there's lots and lots. Look, how many pages? Each each page is a different thing that people are doing. And it's just absolutely mind-boggling, and that's in one small uh, area, really, comparatively, when you compare it to the rest of the world. That's the sort of stuff that God wants for us as the body of Christ. You know, I met with Jeff. Monday was it that we met? Anyhow, Tuesday, one of those, one of those days. And Jeff, we were just we were just talking away um, because I wanted to find out a little bit more about the funeral process and the, the you know, what what a funeral director actually did and, and what went on. I know it from this side, running a service, but I don't didn't know it from the other side. Anyhow, we got to talking, and Jeff was telling me that he had a heart for people that were going through that grieving process. They were mourning. And it's all well and good that, uh, you know, they mourn and they may get some sort of care from rallies and, and friends in that first short period of time. But then over a period of, ye- of, the, of a year, say, or even longer, Jeff had noticed that um, people were still really hurting and, and didn't and felt like they couldn't say much about it And there didn't seem to be any support where that was concerned from either, um, you know, their friends or whatever. And particularly people who don't live or have involvement with a church community. In our community here, we have the pastoral partners and that's great because I've watched that working out and that is absolutely fantastic. You support each other very, very well. But what about those people? Those people that Jeff sees who aren't churchgoers, who don't know the love of God in their life, who would desperately be in need of someone to just, I guess, support them through their grieving process. As far as I can see it, that hit me when Jeff said that because I thought, wow, what an opportunity What an opportunity for the body of Christ. All of us have had loss, or most most of us here, perhaps if you're young you haven't had a loss like that in your life, but if you're of any age whatsoever, you've lost someone dear to you. You know what it's like. What would that be like without your friends and family around you? But what could you do? as the body of Christ, to be able to help and support those people. I think it's a great opportunity for being the body of Christ outside this building. And here's another one. Jeff also mentioned that over the Christmas period, what had happened was we had numbers of people in all of the churches around here, more than usual, more than at other times, uh, ringing up and asking for food or donations of some sort, more than before. Now, what if, and I don't, I'm not aware of this, and and I don't think Jeff is either. Um, we had a food bank that was an ecumenical food bank. That when somebody rang up, instead of going from church to church and saying, "Okay, can I have a um, you know a some sort of food package at, say, the Baptist church and then going to the Catholic church and asking for a food package and then going to, you know, to here and asking for a food package because nobody takes a record of what's going on. We don't know what all the other churches are doing. So not only could we be ripped off as churches, but at the same time we're not supplying necessarily to those people who we could supply to. So what if there was a food bank of some sort with a central central place where we could all, bit by bit, just donate throughout the year um, things to be able to be there so that when people do come and they are suffering and they need some assistance, the food bank is there for them to help them and they know where to go and that could be sort of advertised that, that this place is available. And records would be kept to know, you know that there would be no abuse there of the, of the people or of the institution or the organisation. Anyhow, they're just a couple of ideas and they came from within your congregation. Just That's one person. I'm sure the rest of you have got all of these ideas that spring to mind sometimes. and You think, what if we could have that? What if we could do this? And you know, as the body of Christ, it doesn't rely just on one person. It's all of us, across congregations, across denominations, not just us. So if you're sitting there thinking, oh, I couldn't do that because I'd be too tired, it's too much, I'm too committed at the moment, just a little bit, Maybe all that God is asking you to do. It might just be the idea. It might just be gathering some people together. It might just be being involved with others doing the same thing. Let's pray. God, we thank you that you are a God of inspiration. Your spirit inspires us. Inspire us now, Lord not just to be hearers of what you did or what others do, but to actually take some action to be the body of Christ, to step beyond these walls of this building and not see this congregation as just a Sunday morning thing. Help us, Lord. We're so set in our ways sometimes, it's hard for us to just struggle out of our own bondage Take the shackles off us first, Lord, so that we can see clearly what you would have us do. And we commit our minds and our thoughts and our hearts to you over these coming days and weeks that you might give us ideas and inclinations that we can then take and discuss with other people, our friends, and we can bring about your kingdom here In this place, in the Foster-Toncurry region, we commit ourselves to this today, Lord, wholeheartedly, heart and soul, in Jesus' name.